Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, first things first, uh, Jim is on his way from Petco Park where he was in a suite tonight. So he will be with us in about 15 minutes. Really a squandered, wasted opportunity for the Padres who had a late lead. Got a really good outing from you, Darvish, on a day where they found out they would be without Joe Musgrove moving forward for at least the next three or four weeks and in position to win. But oftentimes, as happens against the Dodgers, Padres just couldn't finish off the game. And the Dodgers win it tonight, 10-5. So we're going to break this thing down. There's a lot to get into, a ton of tentacles in a game like this, a Friday night at Petco Park. If you are here, please subscribe. A lot of you are here already, whether you're watching live or on replay, please subscribe, smash the like button for us. You can follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. I will get to every single Super Chat tonight. Jim will as well when he gets here. You can click the dollar sign below the chat box. We really do appreciate the Super Chats. It's a great way to support this channel. If you are here on replay, thank you for the Super Thanks. We've seen those coming in over the course of the last handful of days. If you want to become a member, we've had gifted memberships left and right. Throughout the month of July and August, you can click the Join button down below. You'll get custom emojis and badges. I'll get to all of the Supers that have already rolled in. Um, a couple things. We'll, we'll get into Bob Melvin's bullpen usage here tonight. We'll get into the decision for you, Darvish, not to start the eighth inning. We'll get into the dust-up between – I don't know if it was dust-up, but the the uh, sequence between Fernando Tatis Jr. and Joe Kelly, where Joe Kelly brushed Tatis back twice. I thought Tatis might have been hit on the second brush back. For whatever reason, he didn't take his base. Um, I don't know if I got a piece of his bat or not. Um, and then – I forget, what did Joe Kelly say? Someone put it in the chat. Joe Kelly completely like blew him off after striking him out later in the sequence. Um, and the Dodgers, to their credit, found ways. I mean, Robert Suarez in the eighth inning, that's his job. He's the eighth inning guy and just could not. He came within a strike of getting out of it, could not get out of it, and then the rest of the bullpen was bad and did not keep the Padres in this game. So Dodgers take game one. If there's any good news on a day where you find out you're without Joe Musgrove for a month plus probably – and you lose to the Dodgers. If there's any good news, you lost no ground to anyone. Everyone in the wild card race lost tonight. Everyone in the playoff race essentially lost tonight, except teams that you're not going to pass. Someone like probably the Dodgers at this point, um, Atlanta as well. But you're only four games out in the wild card race, but a squandered opportunity, right? There's a chance to really put some pressure on, close the distance. Um, as the Padres try to make up some ground in the final third of the season. So let's get to some of these supers that are rolling in. Thank you again for hanging out. Subscribe, smash the like button, 
And thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. We'll get to all of them. It's a great way to support our work. And thank you so much, Steve and Amy, who were down at the Blind Borough this afternoon and bought us drinks, by the way, a margarita for Jim, a kombucha for me. So thank you so much, uh, Steve and Amy. We really do appreciate it. It was awesome to meet both of you guys. Um, And I agree with the sentiment. Uh, You know, Darvish is really good. As good as he needed to be, he's always been good against the Dodgers. Um, They needed the offense as usual. And, yeah, I mean, facing L.A. is a a tough proposition. I want to say the Padres have lost, what, six straight in the regular season? I mean, you win a year ago in the postseason. You win game one, Clayton Kershaw meme gate back in, was it April? I think you got the Padres 18 and 15. It might have been May. Um, it may have been late April, late April, early May. And from that point on, lose the series, lose the last two games to the Dodgers, and they get swept the Dodgers stadium and then lose tonight. So the, all the frustrations that we've talked about routinely against the Dodgers, you know, showing up, to be honest, here tonight. And then offensively, you know, score five runs in the end. Juan Soto hit a home run in the ninth inning that was completely meaningless, obviously, to the opposite field. You know, five runs should be enough. They, they are What's the record when scoring four or more runs? It's very good. It's very good, but the bullpen let him down here tonight. The bullpen had been pretty good over the last you know five plus weeks, but not here tonight. Could not preserve a lead. You know, two one lead. You're sitting on a two one lead. You're thinking maybe that's going to be enough, and uh, it wasn't a five spot for the Dodgers in the eighth inning after after they had tied the score in the seventh inning. Uh, no, excuse me, it was three two. Uh, into the eighth inning. And again, they tie it with two outs. They score five runs in the inning and they win going away. 10-5. But Steve and Amy, thanks again for the drinks and thanks again for hanging out with us at the Blind Borough today. And thank you for the Super Chat as well. Uh, Carlos, thank you for hanging out the Super Chat. He says, ha, ha, ha. Should have never put Kershaw on that jumbo. Losers, two walks with bases loaded, LOL. So I don't know if Carlos is trolling. What's that? That's a that's Dodger Stadium is his headshot, right? Or whatever his... So... Um, Listen, that's Dodger fan. There's going to be a lot of Dodger fans here tonight. There'll probably be a lot of back and forth in the chat. Um, I was critical of the decision to put Kershaw on the um, video board. I mean, it obviously doesn't mean anything. I mean, let's be honest. That's not the reason why the Padres lost this game here tonight. Um, the reason why they lost this game tonight is their bullpen could not preserve a lead. Um, you like to think with a lead going into the eighth inning with Robert Suarez and Josh Hader lined up, you're going to win 90% of the time. And tonight was not one of those nights. Dodgers have lost some leads to the Dodgers this year late. Two outs in the ninth, Mookie Betts home run, Sunday Night Baseball, all the way back the first series of the year between these two teams. And then tonight, that lead in the eighth with two outs, um, but the Dodgers rally and scored five runs in the eighth inning. Um, Carlos, I'm not going to thank you since you're just trolling. Uh, John, thank you for your super says uh, manage games like this or why Melvin needs to be fired at the end of the season if they don't get to at least the divisional round. I mean, listen, I don't know what Bob Melvin's future is. I heard AJ Preller with Darren Smith on San Diego sports 760 yesterday, and he's noncommittal. He's not making any strong statements really either way. If anything, he's complimentary. I think of Bob Melvin, but there's obviously no assurance that Bob Melvin's going to be back in 2024. I have no idea what it would look like if it's not Melvin in 2024. Um, and, you know, he's responsible for some of this. I still can't get back to 500. There's still two games under 500. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of complaining about Melvin over the last 27 games when they went 17 and 10. Um, you know, I get it both ways. You know, I think with hindsight, why doesn't you Darvish start the eighth inning? You could argue why Robert Suarez got as many batters as he did 
potentially in the eighth inning, but it's like you have a lead in the eighth. Robert Suarez was your guy a year ago, has been very good in his first five or six outings, and you give him the ball with a lead, and you think Suarez, hater, that's the combination. And it didn't work out tonight, but, um, you know, I understand it. I do. I mean, I don't think Bob Melvin's been perfect in game with his managerial decisions. And Dave Roberts is managing tonight like it's game seven of the World Series. He's going to Joe Kelly in the fourth inning. He's going to his closer for a four-out save. And, you know, Padres don't do that. And maybe that's some on Melvin, some on Hayter. Um, so I think it's fair to be critical of Bob Melvin here tonight. I don't know if he's the reason why they lost this game, but I'm not sure if he helped the Padres, you know, once they were in that situation um, with a lead. You'd like to think Robert Suarez can get out of that spot, but they probably, not just probably, they stuck with him too long. Um, and it ends up probably being pretty costly here tonight for the Padres. Um, Patman0074, thank you for your membership and your super chat. He says, don't care what anyone says about runners in scoring position. This offense did the job tonight. The bullpen needs to hold up its end of the bargain. Three for 16 risk. Um, plenty of opportunities early, including second and third, nobody out, where they did not score. Now, to your point, and with that being said, they had an eighth inning lead. So it's like none of it really matters if you can get the final four outs because they led with four outs in this game. Think about that. They led this game with four outs to play, and their bullpen ended up allowing eight runs in two innings. So they led this game with four outs to play, and the Dodgers you know, were just better than the Padres late, which has happened a lot of times, obviously, in the um, – you know, the recent histories between these two franchises. And by recent, I mean, really for the better part of the last 10 plus years. But, um, you know, I mean, listen, you'd rather be sitting on a larger lead than three, two, right, Pat, man. I mean, they had chances to score some runs early that they didn't capitalize on, but your, your premise is, is fair. I mean, hold a lead in the eighth inning. I mean, good teams should hold eighth inning leads and you've got some lockdown players in theory back there in Robert Suarez, and Josh Hader, and this thing went completely sideways today for Suarez, where he allowed five runs, and you know all of a sudden it was what his fifth or sixth outing, and five runs in two thirds of an inning is going to put your ERA at eight point one because he's only thrown you know five or six innings this year. So there's multiple ways to look at this. Um, could you have created some separation by hitting the clutch? Yes. Could you have won the game just by getting the final four outs without allowing a run? Yes. And Padres didn't finish off a game that the Dodgers did. And now these next three games feel like the Padres, you know, have to win two of two of the next three, and they don't have Joe Musgrove to turn to. But you don't want to do worse than a split, I wouldn't think, in this home series against the Dodgers, a home series against the team in front of you, fighting for a wild-card spot with some momentum coming into the series. You know, winning two of the next three is paramount, I would say, for the Padres to keep momentum, you know, into the final two months of the season. Um, Tom, thank you for your super chat. He says, why can't Hader ever go four outs? Should Melvin be more aggressive with his bullpen usage? You know, that's more of a question for like Hader, Melvin, Niebla, Preller in terms of how they're using Hader. Like I'm led to believe that it's Hader that doesn't have a willingness to go, you know, four outs. That That's the impression that I get based on the way that they use them. But I don't know if that's 100% accurate or not. Um, but if there's some type of directive that in the regular season or night to night, hey, Josh Hader's not getting more than three outs, well, then that changes the formula, obviously, in the calculation for Bob Melvin. If he's not getting more than three outs, then you're not going to see him with two outs in the eighth inning. Now, Suarez was really laboring by the end of it, and his final line, three walks, is crazy. 
Um, I don't know how many batters he ended up facing, but it wasn't good. I mean, he threw 33 pitches for two thirds of an inning. So it wasn't good. I thought, you know, he was again, a strike away from getting out of it. So it's, it's like, it's hard to be overly critical, but once he allows the game to get tied up, you know, that's a spot where, you know, can you know, you're not turning a hater in a tie game there. And when he's got a 2-1 lead and there's two outs, you're not turning to Hayter probably either because it's his inning to get out of. And he's sitting there with two strikes and a batter and a 2-1 lead or a 3-2 lead. So, you know, they stuck with him too long, obviously. He should have been out of the game, whether it's 2-2 or 3-2. So they stuck with him too long. That's completely a fair criticism. But should he have not gotten a chance to get out of it with a 3-2 lead? Um, well, he probably should have gotten a chance to get out of it with a 3-2 lead. That's kind of the point of being a setup man. Uh, Robert, thank you for your super chat. I'm not sure if it's a super sticker or not. Um, over on YouTube, it might be a super sticker, but here in our software, we can't see those super stickers. But thank you regardless for your support of the channel. And again, guys, if you are here, we see you. Nearly 300 of you live. A number or more of you obviously watching on replay. Subscribe if you're here. Smash the like button. Um, and again, thank you for the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. And thank you for the super thanks as well. If you are here on replay... Um, let's get back to some of these super chats that are coming in. Rosario was who LA needed a professional hitter. I don't think it's just Rosario, to be honest. When you look at what they did, um, you know, in this game in general, 11 hits, you know, Padres had 10, but it's like all of the clutch hitting, the hitting in the seventh inning and the eighth inning and the ninth inning. They were five for 13 runners in scoring position. The Padres are three for 16. That's a big difference. And they've got two of the better hitters, obviously, in baseball, and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, who have combined for nearly a 1,000 OPS this year. Will Smith, we know how you know potent he can be. So despite some of the Dodgers' struggles, their pitching has not been nearly as good. They've had starting pitching issues and injuries. But despite that all, they've got you know MVP-type players in Betts and Freeman and players that have hurt you before in Will Smith and Chris Taylor. And... You know, until you can get through them, it's a problem. And they've lost six consecutive games now to the Dodgers. And obviously the last laugh last year was the Padres with what they did in the postseason to the Dodgers. Completely ruined their season. Um, made the offseason enjoyable, despite the fact that the Padres lost in the National League Championship Series. But now that you're into the next season and you're 1-6 against the Dodgers, you, you got to kind of admit the fact that they have not been near good enough against the Dodgers. And these next three games are critical to the Padres, um, you know, chances here, I would say, in the final two months of the regular season. Murray504, thank you for your super chat. Thank you for hanging out. He says, uh, we are going to disagree. This loss is on Melvin. You is cruising and is yanked after 82 pitches. In 110 games this year, not one starter has entered the eighth inning. I didn't realize that. Uh, we're not going to disagree at all. I said that, didn't I? I just said it a couple of minutes ago. You could certainly argue you, Darvish, not starting the eighth inning having thrown just 82 pitches. That's literally my point. That's why I said it. Um, I actually thought it was 81 pitches. 82, 62 for strikes. I mean, if there's a game you're going to start an eighth inning in, it would probably be at 82 pitches with a lead. And I'm not saying he has to get the whole inning. He might start the inning, and if anyone reaches, you might then go to your bullpen. I mean, if the first batter reaches, then go to your bullpen, the tying run. Is on base, but what if nobody reaches in the eighth inning? Well, he could have gone on one, two, three, eighth inning and been at 92 pitches, 93, 94 pitches. I mean, to be honest with you, if, if that happened, he could have even started a ninth inning. It wouldn't have happened with Josh Hader. So you could argue maybe the game was lost there. 
Um, I think there's another side to that conversation. I think a lot of teams would have gone to their eighth inning guy, especially an eighth inning guy that the Padres have spent good money on and that they're expecting big things from, and that has been very reliable for the Padres over the last year plus. Um, But has he been in that spot so far this year? No. And did he pass that test? Of course not. But no, he hadn't been in that leverage spot in front of that crowd against the Dodgers lineup. And it didn't work out. So with the benefit of hindsight, there's no question about it. You'd want to stick with with you, Darvish. Um, So I understand the uh, criticism and the frustration. I really do. I don't disagree with it at all. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I want to go back to that. I'm glad you mentioned that, J.D. Gacho. Um, I'm going to pull up a full summary of the eighth inning. He says, I had zero issues with Bob Melvin intentionally walking Hayward on a 2-0 count with Chris Taylor on deck. I was expecting Taylor to strike out. Uh, he says, glad I was wrong. He's a Dodger fan. Um, let's see. So this is the top of the eighth inning, Right. And it was Peralta who doubled down the left field line. And that then had a base open and Suarez was ahead 2-0 and they walked him and then Chris Taylor walked to walk in a run. I mean, we'll never really know what would have happened if they didn't put him on, but having fallen behind 2-0, there was obviously no assurance that he was going to you know, get out of the inning without Hayward reaching. Um you know, it's tough because you have no margin once you load the bases there in a 3-3 game. So I don't know if it's the ideal spot for an intentional walk. To be honest, it probably isn't. But 2-0, he could do damage regardless in theory. So putting him on, I don't know. It's like It felt like the air was let out of the balloon when Peralta doubled down the left field line. Now, you could have gotten out of it at 3-3. You could have gone to your bullpen you know, after Peralta doubled and they didn't. And it was intentional walk, then walk before Cosgrove came in. So that they were too late. I've said that a lot about Melvin over the last two years. He, he absolutely should have gone deeper into his bullpen. I don't know if Hader's available for a four out save, but if you're going to remove Robert Suarez from the game in the inning, then you could have removed him once the game was tied up and after he had blown that save. You know, you absolutely could have. Um, okay, let's see here. Sorry, I'm just texting Jim and yelling at him. for. He's like, I'm still at Petco. I'm like, dude, come on, bro. Um, okay, let me get back to these supers. Robert, thank you again for the super. Again, if it's a sticker, thank you. I can't see that right now on YouTube. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you, though, very much for the super. I'm trying to do a show. Wait. <laughs> He says he didn't plan this out well, like me with LA yeah, last week when I was an hour late for John and Jim. Hold on. I'm just telling him he's an, he's an idiot. Um, all right, Richard, thank you for your super chat. He says, Dodger fan here. Man, we got a lot of Dodger fans tonight, don't we? Um, was surprised that Melvin didn't send Darvish out for the eighth inning. Thought he would go batter to batter. Darvish had a spy at the neck. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, there's no question. I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, I said at the time, I mean, starting the eighth inning, I was texting with Jim. I'm like, Darvish, start the inning. And, you know, and then Suarez gets the first two outs. He gets ahead two strikes. Um, he's still got a 3-2 lead. And then all hell breaks loose. So he was an out away, a strike away, but he didn't get out of it. So because he didn't, we're going to second guess. And we're going to be critical. And we're going to try to get to the bottom of what went wrong. But, yeah, I mean, Darvish, 
82 pitches, 62 strikes. You can't pitch better than that in seven innings against the LA Dodgers. That's 12 pitches per inning, 10 of which are strikes. Um, you cannot pitch better than that. So, you know, that's probably miscalculation number one from Bob Melvin in this game. Miscalculation number two is probably sticking with Suarez once the game was tied up. I don't know if, again, I don't think you're going to hate her 3-3 in that spot, but, you know, maybe Cosgrove gets out of it if you get to a, to him at 3-3 as opposed to then the Padres trailing 4-3. So we'll never really know. Um, but I was surprised too. Here's the thing though. Here's the truth with the second guessing. The truth is if you Darvish would have started the eighth inning and allowed a home run or allowed the leadoff man to reach and Suarez would have come on and allowed a home run and the Dodgers then took a one-run lead, people would have been critical of sticking with you Darvish in the eighth inning because you have you know one of the game's better set-up men when healthy and Robert Suarez over the last two years. And then you have Josh Hader. So um, there's no win when you lose, I think, in that spot if you're Bob Melvin. I don't think you're justifying it well if Darvish stays in the game, and I don't think it's an easy justification if um, – you know, Robert Suarez gets all these extra batters and can't get out of that spot either. And you Darvish goes and sits, you know, in the dugout having thrown just 82 pitches. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the state of the night. I mean, that's the story of the night, honestly, um, their decision not to bring you Darvish back out in the eighth inning. We'll never know if it would have been different. Darvish comes back out. Maybe they lose Darvish comes back out. Maybe they win. They go to Cosgrove earlier. Maybe they win. They go to Cosgrove earlier, maybe they lose, right? I mean, that's that's the beauty of this sport. Um, and the second guessing is completely legitimate and fair. Completely legitimate and fair. Let me get to Pedro here. Guys, if you're here, thank you so much. Sub- subscribe and thank you for the supers. I can't even see the chat. So if you want to make sure I see your chat with all the chat chats rolling in, 300 people here. Uh, if you want to make sure your comment gets on screen, if you want to support the channel here tonight, if you want to, just control the direction of the conversation. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Oh, Pedro, what's going on, man? Thank you. He says, continue to say, Bob, not the guy. We'll lose those playoff games in the future. My gripe is Bogarts. Wait, hold on. Can you say, Bob, not the guy. We'll lose this playoff game in the future. My gripe is Bogarts. is the most unathletic shortstop ever. Bring Tatis back. What about the play he made prior to the double that tied the score? Right, Suarez was on. There was like that humpback liner off the bat of Freeman. I thought he made a really good play, like laying out for a ball, that sprawling, reaching catch that at the time preserved a lead and was either out number one or out number two there in that eighth inning. So, um, yeah, I don't think Bogarts is the best defensive shortstop either. I do think the Padres are a very good defensive team, probably one of the best defensive teams in baseball, if not the best defensive team. And I don't think Bogarts is the best defensive shortstop. I, you know, again, I go back three, two lead eighth inning. He made a good play. Um, you know, are we blaming Bogarts on athleticism for what happened here tonight, Pedro? Um, and I don't know if you're being critical of Bob or not. So you can follow up. Um, are you being critical of Bob there or not? Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I thought he was very, um, you know, I, I thought he could have cost them postseason games last year. I didn't think he was good in game last year in the postseason. It kind of worked out for a couple of series against the Mets and the Dodgers, and then it unraveled obviously against the Phillies. And we've talked about the in game decisions against the Phillies, you know, ad nauseum. Um, Robert, thank you again. He says, meant to say that John got a post on Bleacher Report. That was actually Jim. It was Jim. Yes. Jim tweeted something about Kawhi Leonard. And then Bleacher Report like reposted it and did like the like hat tip or like gave him credit 
Um, which is interesting because every time Jim posts something on social media, he gives no one credit and none of his ideas on social media are original. So I found that interesting. Um, I'm kidding, Jim. But he says, why can't Hater pitch eighth and Suarez pitch ninth against the easy hitters? First time donating. Um, I don't care what to do or I don't know what to do. Thank you, Robert. Um, okay, a couple of things. The Jim Twitter post is, is kind of cool with him getting credit from Bleacher Report. Um, the Padres have not done what you are proposing there. The issue with doing it, it's like anything in life, because if you do it and it doesn't work, you get second-guessed for eternity. So th- there's this argument that, yeah, throw your best pitcher in the highest leverage spot, no matter where it is in the game. It's not happening with the Padres. And it's not happening with Josh Hader, who's a creature of habit, who pitches ninth innings. Doesn't pitch eighth innings. Doesn't pitch for four out saves very often. Doesn't go three days in a row very often. Josh Hader pitches ninth innings. Okay. And Robert Suarez pitches in eighth innings. So that's my argument there. I think there's probably something to be said analytically potentially for what you're talking about, but it's just not going to happen with the Padres. Um, Hader is a creature of habit as a longtime closer, one of the best in the history of baseball. If you look at his numbers, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And again, in retrospect or hindsight, if something like that was considered, maybe it works out one time. Maybe it doesn't work out another time, but it's not going to happen. Um, and even though this didn't work out here tonight, they'll probably elect to do the same thing the next time both of those players are available. Suarez will be down tomorrow with 33 pitches. Also something to consider for Padres fans. Um, John, thank you. Says intentional walk Hayward with a, is that what it is? No 48 average with runners in scoring position is terrible. I mean, you know, I wouldn't intentionally walk him. Obviously, I guess the fact that the count was two and O was the reason for concern there. They didn't do it. Oh, they didn't do it. One Oh, they did do it. Two Oh, I'm with you. I think you probably see the sequence through and obviously at two Oh, he might get walked regardless of whether you intentionally walk him or not. Um, that's kind of bonkers. I did not realize that. That is really bonkers. And again, it's one of the series of mistakes that the Padres made, you know, in their bullpen here tonight or late. I mean, you don't you don't have a 3-2 lead in the eighth inning and lose 10-5 without a series of things going wrong. And one of them was decisions they made with their bullpen, um, how to pitch to guys, whether to pitch to guys, obviously, in the eighth or ninth inning. Um, so it was, I mean, it was really bad. You know, the other day, back-to-back really good bullpen games in Colorado. They won back-to-back bullpen games, but this is a step up. This is a big step up um, in competition, obviously, for the Padres, and uh, it did not work out, obviously, tonight in game one, which is, again, I think it's magnified because it's the Dodgers. It's magnified because you're back home where you've struggled to score. It's magnified because you're just taking days off the calendar each and every day, and you're not in playoff position. You're far from out of it. But um, a game like this, to the Dodgers with an eighth inning lead that you lose, is um is magnified and the Padres have been playing really good baseball does it take that momentum away we'll find out with how they play on um on Saturday night um we're gonna get back to the chat again if you're here please subscribe if you're here thank you for the super chats great way to support the channel I'll get back to them in just one moment I do want to remind you about our title sponsor Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance who I've been texting with throughout the course of the night I have insurance through Mark and I have for over two years whether it's homeowners or earthquake and then I picked up a life insurance policy through Mark maybe Six, seven months ago, it was at some point in the offseason, maybe around January or February 1st. And he's a great insurance agent. Trust me. 
Um, we filed a claim last year because of a flood in here, and he saved us thousands of dollars and so much time. He made a process that can be very frustrating and can be very lengthy, and he made it seamless and easy for me and my family, and I truly do appreciate that, Mark. But again, if you are looking for insurance and you're looking for a great insurance agent and you want to save money, you got to call Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Whether it's auto, home, renter's life, earthquake, whatever it is, he's a native San Diegan. He's a lifelong Padres fan. You can get to his website by clicking the link in the description down below, and you get free quotes online or by calling Mark Nimitz. So he's our title sponsor, huge supporter of the channel. If you support our work, if you're looking to support a business in Southern California, if you just want renewal rates and you want to save money, he can save you $750 or more. If you're looking for rates on a new policy, Mark can save you money as well. So again, the next time you have an insurance need, get in contact with our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. All right. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, guys. Let's get back to this chat. Um, and that one, Homie's Garage, thank you for your generous super chat. He says, last year, Bo Mel was a magician with the bullpen. This year, it feels like whoever he puts in, they give up runs. You know, it's funny how we see things, you know, because we know how it ended last year. Oh, National League Championship Series. Oh, they beat the Dodgers in the postseason. They won a wild card series against the Mets. In New York, I think actually, if we if we went back to last year, it was there was criticism and a good amount of it of Bob Melvin um, in both the regular season and the postseason. I think some of the things that protected Melvin a little more from some of that criticism was the fact that the team got off to a good start and kind of sat on that for about four months because they got to 10, 12, 14 games over early, but then never did much with it and kind of came back to earth a little bit. But I thought he was able to buy time for two or three months because they remained 10, 12, 14 games over 500. Now, I, I thought there were some very head-scratching moments slash decisions last year in the postseason. Regarding this year, I think it's spot on. He has made decisions that you would think would be you know, somewhat bulletproof or certainly in line with what the book would tell you to do. And even those oftentimes haven't worked. And the Padres have been one of the worst teams in baseball in close games. This was not a close game, although it was a close game, if you get my point. But it wasn't a one or two run, you know, final score. But it was three two in the top of the eighth inning. But those clutch situations, those let's hold a lead or let's overcome a one run deficit and let's do it in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, it just has not been their forte. It just has not been their forte this year. And yeah, I think there was a long time there in June specifically where it's like, no matter where he was turning in his bullpen, it, it was leaking and it wasn't working. And, um, you know, they addressed it with one move. Scott Barlow was the move and he pitched against Colorado two days ago when an inning and two thirds scoreless. And then today, um, didn't throw well, two thirds of an inning, three hits, three runs overall for Barlow who came from Kansas city before coming here at the deadline. He's got a five, seven, one ERA. So he's no sure thing. In the back of the bullpen, I still like on most nights and tell me if I'm wrong. I still like, you know, the, obviously the Suarez is despite tonight, the haters, the Wilsons, um, the Cosgroves. We'll see about Barlow. I, you know, I think they have four and a half plus pitchers or like 18 pitchers right now in their bullpen. But I say that and Robert Suarez, the last five runs in two thirds of an inning. So maybe that's given them too much credit. Um, Pedro, thank you again for the super chat. He says, can we do the live stream yard thing where fans get to talk live? I've got something about Bob to get off my chest. Um, 
Oh, Pedro, oh, Pedro, oh, Pedro, you want to talk live. Here's the thing. If you can be relatively PC, I'll give you two minutes because of your generosity towards the channel. For Pedro only, click the link in the chat, okay? So, Pedro, if you want to click the link in the chat, um, we can interact for a minute or two. We don't typically do it. We've done it with Pedro before. Um, we've done it with some of our viewers before. It's kind of a cool way to interact, to be honest. Um, so Pedro, if you want to do it, especially with me doing a solo show right now, if you want to do it for a minute, click that link and, um, yeah, we can shoot the shit. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, Robert real quick and Pedro, I see you. He says my B John meant Jim watching podcasts for two months. Love it. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Seriously, everyone here live or on replay. Thank you guys, um, for your support of the channel. All right, let me get Pedro in the chat. Thanks a lot, John. No, I'm going to keep it PC. I'm not, I'm not that type of guy. But I got to say, what I want to clarify about that Bogarts thing is Bogarts, he, he made that one good play, but mm -hmm. throughout the season, him and Kim can't make the same plays that we're accustomed to seeing from Tatis, even in the outfield. He saved that Betts uh, double gapper there. We need someone that's – what's the shortstop? He's your most athletic player. And you're you're wasting your prime years of Tatis for the right field. Just stick Cooper, uh, Choi out there, and bring in uh, and slide Bogarts a second. That's that's kind of his deal. He's only going to go so far. But back to the Bob Melvin thing. Thanks for letting me. Uh, I'm this guy. He's got all the recipe, the ingredients. This is a put up or shut up time. He can't. Mm -hmm. No one can say. Hey, he doesn't, the roster construction, roster construction. You've got major leaguers from top to bottom. This is on Melvin to uh, shut the door and get us into the playoffs and take us as far as we can. I don't want a World Series just because the season's got us such a bad start, but this is on, I think Prowler's off the hook. He, he's got, he's giving them the, the ingredients. Let's see what Melvin can do. Those two time manager of the year. I don't know. That was in Oakland when the, a lot of the major leaguers, we're listening to him and trying to just stay in the major leagues. This you've got you got top A great talent, a lot of divas. Are you a Phil Jackson or are you Mark Jackson from the Warriors who got booted out and then they have to bring in Steve? That's where I think uh, he's the latter. He's Mark Jackson from the Warriors, and the next guy at the helm's going to take us to the promised land. But I think Crawler got him is off the hook, and now we got uh, Melvin to do what Melvin's been doing. He's been blowing these games just by our little close run, uh, 0 for 10 in extra inning, one run. You, the, the proof is in the pudding. This guy's not the guy, and he's continued to show why I've been on the fire. We're stuck with them now. They're not going to fire him now, but thanks for letting me uh, get that off my chest. I think Preller's off the hook, and Bob Melvin, you know, we'll see what he can do. Can he do another team meeting like he did last September? I think not. He's already done three, four, five of those, so... Let's see what he's got in his uh, cupboard there. Pedro, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, uh, let me react. Let me react. And, and I, you know, I really do appreciate the comment. Let me say this. If you're moving anyone to shortstop, it's Hassan Kim. Hassan Kim is the game's, like, best defender, <laughs> okay? Um, and you're not moving Tatis from right because you have a gold glove right fielder who was – you know, knock on wood, has avoided injuries in the outfield. And there's reasons to believe you can avoid, you know, more serious injury 
by playing in the outfield as opposed to the infield, right? There's more grind. There's more wear and tear on your body. Tatis and Wright has been brilliancy. It's worked perfectly. Um, and Bogarts ain't getting moved off short, by the way. It's year one of an 11-year deal. But even in the theoretical where he was, it's Hassan Kim that's taken the position. It is not Fernando Tatis Jr. Ship has completely sailed on Tatis. Ship has completely sailed on Tatis playing short. I'd be shocked if he ever plays shortstop again for the San Diego Padres, barring some 17-inning game where it was switching or injury or necessity he's needed. I just don't see it. He looks like um, you know he's taken a right field perfectly, um, and they want to plug him in there, and hopefully he's a, you know, a future seven-time Gold Glove winner in right field. I, I, the Melvin criticism is fine and fair and, and reasonable. Um, I don't even know what to say about Melvin, to be honest. I don't know what people want me to say about Melvin. Here's the thing. He's not getting fired. <laughs> so I, I don't even – it's like yelling at clouds. What are we yelling at? Uh, I, I was the most critical person on Bob Melvin last year, and people were like, you're too critical on Melvin. Now I'm like, listen, whatever. It is what it is. And people are like, why don't you criticize Melvin? I'm like, what do you want me to say about Bob Melvin? He's not going to be here in 2024 regardless. If they miss out on the postseason, he's not here in 2024. Um, if they make the postseason and maybe don't win around, he might not be here in 2024. I mean, I'd be surprised if he's back in 2024, but he's not going anywhere in 2023. Let's be honest with each other. Um, SJL Stevens, thank you again for the super. Appreciate it. He says offensive differences between the teams. Dodgers seem to have more late inning drive. And if so, is that the difference between teams that succeed? I mean, it feels like they've just always been clutched, specifically against the Padres, right? It's like they've been in big games before. So have the Padres. For whatever reason, they just come through in the clutch. And you've seen it routinely this year even against the Padres, whether it's bets off Hater, whether it was the circumstance there with two outs and two strikes against Suarez in the eighth inning that led to five runs scoring. I mean, this is nowhere near the Dodger team from last year. Um Steve and Amy, but they're still plenty good enough and they're 10 games better than the Padres. And they've done it without starting pitching because they've had all these injuries. You know, they used everyone in their bullpen tonight. They treated this thing like it was game six, of the national league championship series. They used six pitchers and five relievers, but they won the game. So, you know, they managed this thing like it was game six of the world series where maybe Bob Melvin managed it. Like it was game six of spring training. I mean, potentially you could argue that, um, maybe not. I think that's probably being stupid, but yeah, I mean, if you want to say that Dave Roberts pulled the strings in a better manner than Bob Melvin tonight. Yeah, no crap. <laughs> we both watched the same games and you hate it. You hate when like Joe Kelly nearly hits Fernando Tatis Jr. twice and then he strikes him out and he's like cursing him out. But it's like, what are you supposed to do about it? Like, Go go win, you know. I mean, the Padres are one and six against the Dodgers this year. It is here we go again, deja vu all over again. Thank the Lord we had last postseason, but last postseason doesn't excuse one and six this year. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, and every time you think, well, the corner's going to be turned and these Dodgers aren't going to win 111 games and we beat them last year in the postseason and the starting pitching matchups look nice. And every time you say that, it's like Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. Um, 
so that's my summation um, to some extent of what happened here tonight. Sad Friar, what's going on, man? Thank you for your listenership and your viewership. Really do appreciate it. Um, and thank you for the superhero and your membership. He says, furious you didn't go up and in on bets after Fernando was knocked down by Kelly. They will continue to not only beat us, but full-on bully us. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that. It's really interesting you say that. Um, someone's going to have to, if you want to follow up without a super in the chat right now, someone take me through the exact circumstance in terms of inning and score when it happened. Because here's the thing, you know, you're trying to win a game. You're not trying to prove a point. I wouldn't think if it's 10-1, up or down, okay. You know, if it's a five-run game, maybe okay. But in a one-run game, whether they were, I don't know if they were losing one nothing at the time or up to, I think they were up to one because Kelly had allowed a couple of runs in the fourth inning or Kelly allowed the second run on the pass ball. So I want to say the Padres may have been up to one when that happened. So it's like, how much retaliation are you getting trying to protect like a two, one or three, one or three, two lead. I did not like that. He it's one thing to throw up and in once I think to do it twice is kind of Bush. So you want to brush him back. You want to move him off the plate with intent or without intent. The idea that you're going to do it twice, I think that's where Tatis took exception. Like, you know what? The first time, so be it. That's no problem. You know, you can have the inner third of the plate. You can have off the black. But to do it twice, and also also the second time, he like hit him, <laughs> I thought at least. I think that's where Tatis had the frustration. I would have been frustrated too. Um, and then Kelly struck him out, whatever, to his credit. But then whatever he said was utterly stupid. But again, he gets the last laugh because they win the game. Um, and I don't know, again, if I'm starting a four-game series by, like, you know, sending a message to Mookie Betts or the Dodgers. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But, again, if it's a four- or five-run game, if it's the final game of the series. Um, but it's like, the, man, there's a lot of baseball in front of these two teams, even against each other. And I don't know if that's the way I'm starting this series off. All I'm concerned about is the Padres continuing to play well. And coming into this game, they had been playing very well for a month. The fact that Tatis was thrown up and into twice by Joe Kelly, for me, is not a reason to get have everything go sideways. I'm not opposed to what you're saying, throwing up and in. You're not saying hit him. I'm not opposed to brushing him back. I'm not. Uh, you wouldn't want to hit him, I wouldn't think, in a one-run game. And you don't also want, I don't know if it's warnings or even an ejection, or, right? You don't, I don't think you need to escalate a situation against a team that's 6-1 and one against you this year is the way I look at it. Um, yeah, this is a good point, Carlos. I agree to further kind of sad Friar's point. Um, and, and that this is fair, John. Sometimes I just want to see these guys stand up for each other and demonstrate that they are a tight group of guys in some form instead of just talk about uh, how they are close. Um, yeah, no, that, that's fair, Carlos. That's fair. I mean, every time you think they turn a corner, you're like, you know, kind of who are these Padres? You know, is this a team that's capable of dealing with adversity? How do these new players, you know, mesh? with the the core of this team you, you got 52 games to play they've played 110 games it is go time that is not cliche right the, the 27 and 25 from here on out is not good enough 28 and 24 from here on out is not good enough it really is time 
to find ways to hold 3-2 leads into the eighth inning against the LA Dodgers is my point. There's just been too many of these games this year. It's actually amazing that the Padres are only four games out of a playoff spot when you consider how many losses they've had like this this year. Way too many losses like this. Uh, just way too many that have you know played out to some extent, like the game played out here tonight. Uh, we're going to get back to the chat. If you're here, subscribe live or on replay. Uh, thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you're here on replay, thank you for the super thanks as well. We'll give you a shout out on our next video. If you do the super thanks um, option. Also, thank you to our friends over at Aura. If you support this channel, please support our local partners like our friends at Aura. Their co-founder, Wills, is San Diego and a huge Padres fan. And this great company has offices right here in San Diego in Liberty Station, plant-based nutritional products. That's what Aura provides. They're all plant-based. You can get to the website by clicking the link in the description down below or by going to ORA.organic. They have a probiotic that I've taken for over a year every single day, which is just marvelous for digestion and heart health and mental health and more. So they have a probiotic. I've taken it daily for over a year. They have pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil, you can take their omega-3 oil. They have proteins for after workouts. They have sleep pills, which I took last night. They have an immunity pill as well. They, they have amazing products. They really do. So if you're looking to get healthier, if you want to support this channel, if you want to support a local business here in Southern California, make sure to check them out. Everything you need, click the link in the description down below, whether it's yourself, your family, your friends, ORA.organic. Or again, click that link in the description down below. Um, yeah, obviously, we haven't even talked about the you know the robbery on Tatis, taking away a two-run home run, you know that, and then the layout on Garrett Cooper's ball late when it was seven three seven four, and you maybe had a chance there to rally. In fact, they had the tying run at the plate in the eighth inning, guys. Started the bottom of the eighth inning down seven three, scored a run, had the tying run at the plate in the form of Fernando Tatis Jr. With two outs, um, two outs in the eighth inning. So, you know, they didn't just completely roll over, although they also didn't win this game. And yes, the Dodgers defense was very good tonight. Um, you know, again, I think the Padres defense has been really good this year. I really do. Um, you know, and other teams are going to have good defensive nights as well. But yeah, could that have been a difference? Yeah. I think if Tatis hits that early home run, um, who knows how this pans out. And if that ball off the bat of Garrett Cooper finds right field, Maybe they are able to get right back in it there in the eighth inning. Maybe they send the go-ahead run to the plate at some point in the eighth inning. Um, that's at least, you know, a possibility. Um, just regarding the game in general, just regarding like what we're seeing in general, Hassan Kim remains as hot of a hitter as you're going to find leading off in baseball. Um, Tatis is really struggling. I saw Rich just put in the in the chat. I mean, Tatis is really struggling. He's in danger with a bad game tomorrow of falling under an 800 OPS for the year. So Tatis has really struggled. Juan Soto, meaningless home run, has been great. Um, Machado, one for five, whatever. Bogart's a couple of hits. That was off a three-hit game, I want to say, in his last game against Colorado. Um, Cronenworth, one for four, two runs scored. We saw Choi in this game. DH walked twice, which I thought was encouraging. I thought Choi and Cooper had good at-bats. Um, Campisano, um, found a hole on the right side, you know, Grisham had a couple of hits and a couple of RBIs in this game. I mean, 10 hits against the Dodgers, five runs you think would be enough. 10 hits, five runs against the Dodgers you think would be enough, especially with you Darvish on the mound. And it was not enough 
here tonight as the Dodgers doubled him up and won 10-5. Let me get back to our buddy Murray. Murray, what's going on, man? Thank you. Um, he says, stats don't lie. 21 blown saves and holds. That's why we're 54 and 56. That is a big number. Um, I would like to see where it compares across baseball. Do you have that, Murray? Just tell me where it is. Is it 15th? Is it 30th? Is it worst? Is it first? Is it best? Obviously not. Um, if someone has their combined, that might be hard to find combined blown saves and holds. I mean, it seems like a big number, 110 games in. But remember, you can have blown saves and blown holds and still win games. And blown holds could happen in, you know, seventh inning with a 5-4 lead, and then it's 5-5. So it's not like they have 21, um, you know, from the ninth inning or, or later, right? Not a lot of those are on Hater. Now it's getting to Hater. If your point is getting to Hater, yeah, we've talked about that. They had There was a month-long period that it was they couldn't get it to Hater. Um, and I thought that was more June than July or even August, but tonight, you know, it's like deja vu and you, you hope that, that that doesn't become something that is an issue over the final two months of the year. You know, you, you really do, but yeah, it, it seems like a, a, a decent sized number for 110 games, but I would need to see how it compares to other teams. Look what the cat drug in tonight. Holy moly, bro. This is 49 minutes ago. I don't want to talk about it. I know you don't want to talk about it, but you're 49 (laughs) minutes late. Now, I was an hour late last Friday to our radio show, which literally, like, pays me. So I'll give you you a break. I was was dealing with a lot, all right? (laughs) Dealing with a lot. so. (laughs) So you were there tonight taking this all in from a suite. Yes. Um, the, the criticism tonight, let me just tell you, because I've already had, pa- I already had Pedro, I invited Pedro in to the video. Oh, God. But um, the it's it's Melvin, it's, you know, why didn't they retaliate off Tatis being brushed back twice? What did Joe Kelly what? say afterwards? I don't know. It was on Twitter. I forget what he said. I know, like, in, I know that in the moment he called him like a fucking bitch. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. What did he say, like, right after the strikeout? Oh, yeah. Um, so that's basically the criticism and like the, you know, what about Darvish not getting to start the eighth inning or why do you stick with Suarez as long as you, you did? That's what everyone's talking about. Yeah, basically. I mean, what else should we be talking about tonight? Seriously. I mean, they had a 3-2 lead into the eighth inning. I mean, do you want to go before that? Like couldn't get anybody home with runners in scoring position talked about that of course yep um it, it, i even texted rich uh, rich who's in the chat right now this during the game mm-hmm. up until that eighth inning it felt like the padres were in complete control even though they had a uh, one run lead it felt like they were in complete control it didn't feel like the dodgers were this daunting team that that you know they couldn't beat and then the eighth inning came <laughs> and I don't know. What, did Melvin say why they, they pulled Darvish after 82 pitches? No, I was watching it, but it was on like low volume. And I was getting ready for the show. I'm sure he did. And the, the biggest story from tonight, honestly, oh, is me, me, me being on Bleacher Report. <laughs> Which is so dumb. Why is it dumb? <laughs> because Bleacher Report credited you for something that isn't even yours, right? They credited me for the, for like the caption. They didn't credit me for the video. Oh. 
they credited Major League Baseball for the video, and then they credited me for coming up with like this that is caption. the most emotion you'll ever see out of Kawhi. Yeah, and it was him like doing this. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, did, did, I don't. Did Melvin say? why they pulled Darvish after 82 pitches. Dude, I don't know. Uh, I'll okay. look for AC quotes. I mean, obviously he was asked that. I have, I think he would, he, I'll tell you what he said. Well, we had Suarez and Hader for the eighth and ninth. That's kind of where this is going is like, we talked about how badly this team needed Robert Suarez in those exact moments this year. And you get Robert Suarez in that exact moment. Now I will say he was struggling. Like it wasn't, you know, all of a sudden he goes, you know, strikeout, strikeout, and gives up uh, a walk and then a two run homer. Like, no, but it was two outs, two strikes with a lead. So is he supposed to have gone further to into his bullpen? Should he have gone to Hater? Hater doesn't do that. No. And by the way, Peralta hit a a one hundred and one mile hour fastball off the edge the of other the plate way. the other yeah. way. I hate giving credit and I hate tipping caps. Yeah. And, Maybe that's a hat tip moment, and then it just imploded after that. Which, which is maybe he should he, have been gone after that yeah. sequence. And you can get you can get mad at that. I think I would be more mad, and I, and people should be more mad at what happened after he gave up that double, because after he gave up that double, Melvin kept him out there, and I saw the bullpen there. They had guys up. They had guys ready to go. If if um. He did not get out Peralta, but he kept him in. And then he walked and then he walked, you know, got the bases loaded. And then he walked in another run. So, like, if you're going to talk about Melvin and be upset with Melvin, I would be upset with him for everything that happened after he gave up that double than what happened going up, leading up which to is, that double. Which is, I think, where people are. The other thing would be, well, why didn't you just allow Darvis to start the inning? But here are some quotes from Melvin. Why did he intentionally walk Jason Hayward um, when he fell behind 2-0? And he says, I just felt it was a little bit of a better matchup. A 2-0 count compared to a fresh one on a righty-righty matchup. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, that's the explanation there. Um, in terms of why Darvish only went seven innings, somebody's had it in the chat. Is, is this accurate that no Padres started an eighth inning this year? Is that accurate? Feels like it. It seems like it, yeah. But like you know, you have Darvish one run lead. You have a uh, rested Suarez and a rested Hater. You know, like okay, if if Darvish gave up the lead there, then it was everyone. What's everyone going to say? Why didn't they go to Suarez? You know, so like it's it's the yeah, yin and yang with everything. Um, I I just think that. This is the issue with Bob Melvin, and it has been all year, that, and you've said it multiple times, the feel that he lacks with this bullpen, it it has bit this team in the ass. And, you know, is he making the right moves? Maybe by the book, like, hey, by the book, Robert Suarez in the eighth inning, you take that all the time. Um, But there has to be a feel. And when you are ice cold most you know a lot of times this year with the moves that you made out of your bullpen that aren't working for you that feels hard to get 
and it's hard to get on a roll. And that's where Bob is this year. It's just he's lacked the feel, and he's been ice cold at times with his decisions out of the bullpen. There's two good points. Somebody just mentioned in the chat, um, you know, maybe cold feet because of the Musgrove situation. That's interesting. It's like, are you going anyone else? Are you going to press your starter and go an eighth inning when you're already without Joe Musgrove? Like you're going to need you Darvish. You're not going to have Joe Musgrove potentially for the rest of the season. And then this, I was watching this. I don't know if you were still there then. I think you were. Maybe I said, not. I was, I said the whole game. Um, yeah, that that's good timing to to be here on time. Dude, um, <laughs> SD King says, uh, "What do you all think of Soto celebrating meaningless home run the ninth? Yeah, I thought that was dumb. That was dumb. He's like, you know, like whatever the hell he's doing at third base, like doing a little like shimmy, and then he's like jumping up and down and like bopping the third base coach. Like, dude, you're down ten five. He's been amazing. Eight home runs in his last thirteen games, nine fifty six OPS. It's just like time and place, man. You're down ten five. It's a solo home run that is completely meaningless." Just jog around the bases. I'll uh, I'll I'll get mad at other things besides that. I get it. I understand. Like, what, bro, you don't on, get bro. mad at anything. You didn't get mad at the Kershaw meme because I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> Even though they've lost every single game to the Dodgers after the Kershaw meme. Correct. Six straight. Nice. Very nice. And that's again why I'm not throwing it. That's why I'm not throwing a Mookie bats after Tatis gets brushed back. Like I'm, I don't need to get these guys more pissed. I just need to beat them. Yeah, and is Joe Kelly intentionally throwing at Fernando Tatis Jr.? I don't Maybe. think so. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he was definitely throwing up and in on him. He's a douche anyway. Whatever. He really is. He truly is. I, mean, this, I hate every single Dodger. I fucking hate every single Dodger. It's ridiculous. I mean, this team was one strike away. One strike away, and you're back at 500. I mean, the game isn't over, but you got Hater in yeah. the ninth. Yep. You know, you're so close to get back to 500, and they haven't been 500 in two and a half months. And ironically, I think the last time they were 500 was like right around the Dodger series. Yeah, May 10th. I mean, it's three months in six days. So if they don't do it in the next six days, it's been three months. Oh man, it's and it's they a lot. they missed a again they missed a golden opportunity tonight with everybody in front of them losing they would have been three back of a playoff spot the division it would have been very tough because you'd be eight back but still anyway three back of a of a wild card spot you had you had it there man it wasn't like Tom Costco was in the eighth inning tonight instead of Robert Suarez it was Robert right. Suarez two strikes two outs, two outs. one I mean, lead I mean and the he pitch he hit. It's just, it's not like Peralta squared that thing up. No, he didn't. I mean, there's a reason why it went straight down the left field line because he was late he's, on it. Right. And nobody, right. And there's a reason why Machado had no plan because he shouldn't have hit it there because no. it's just happenstance. It's just crazy how Suarez has given up these big hits and he's thrown like these amazing pitches. <laughs> yeah. I thought his stuff looked really good right out of the. Like right out of the bullpen, he was throwing ninety nine. Like, I thought his stuff looked really good, but you know, all of a sudden he's at twenty pitches, and I mean, he pitched thirty three pitches. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to see him. Tomorrow. So, so what you're saying is, after he gave up that double, Melvin should have gone to the bullpen. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was and I agree. Like, that's your job. Hold the lead. Yeah. If you can't hold the lead, bye bye. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dave Roberts is out there making moves. Yeah, like, like it's every, the World Series. Yeah, every other batter. And it's like, wait, you can't do that. But it's still, you know, it feels like every batter 
Dave Roberts is making a move for matchups. He yeah. is that team is the ultimate just matchup team. And so yeah, it's at times it feels like Melvin's a little too slow and we've talked about this a lot. Um I will agree that after Suarez gave up that double you got yeah, to make a move. It. You got to make a move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything everything before that, like you have the guy you have your guy in there. Now, again, it would be great if um Josh Hader could go four outs. But not really. Like you would have so but with a lead right. with a lead and two outs, you would have gone to Josh Hader. Like no, I know. You know, it, like maybe, that's maybe a, I don't yeah. know. Peralta's lefty. I mean, Josh Hader, like Yeah, maybe. I, I don't at I don't this think point in the season, over. John. Yeah. I don't know if I were year, there. At this point in the year, okay, you need wins badly. And Suarez was teetering a little bit. It wasn't like he gave the floodgates open, yeah. right? But he was teetering. I was surprised when I looked down at the bullpen when Peralta was coming to the plate and I didn't see Josh Hader down there. I, I, that's the last thing I would have been surprised at. Why? Because he doesn't ever do it. But he does it He in emergency situations. He's done it. Bro, they, they ain't treating this as an emergency. Have you you watch this game? Are you serious? <laughs> There's no. They're not treating this like it's an emergency. They're treating well, this like any other game. They should. That's their criticism. Well, how many times has like Hater gone? How many times has Hater tried to record a four out save this year? One. Once. Once. Okay. One so time. There's your answer. So in his 40 appearances or whatever. Okay, so he's done it one time. So why not twice? Because I'm. I guess my argument would be: Well, you have Robert Suarez as your eighth inning guy, and you have two outs and a lead. So let Robert Suarez get the final out. I mean, well, sometimes uh, situations dictate what you should do. And yes, Robert Suarez is your eighth inning guy, but when your eighth inning guy is in trouble and you need to get out of the inning ASAP, and you got a closer that has. It's not like it's taboo. I mean, yes, he doesn't do it all. He does never. He never does. He never it. does it. one time. But like desperate times call for desperate measures. It, well, let me go back to this inning. Okay, this desperate time. Yeah, not give really. Me, I mean, give me the example. No, when, it's not. I I don't think you do it here. Let me tell you why. Single walk. He gets a third batter automatically. Okay, it starts single walk. Well, he's going to stay in the game because he has to. Freeman lines down that humpback liner to Bogarts, who made that diving play, that really good play. Then you strike out Will Smith, and then you're going to go to Hader to face what Peralta. Was, I mean, because what was the situation? How many were on? Runners at first and second. Okay. I mean, he, he and then he goes out, out, and I mean, I get it. I, I, you may win. You probably do win by going to Hader there, but maybe, maybe not. What if Hader then allows a hit? What if Hader walks Peralta? What if Hader has to throw 37 pitches? At to least I would give Melvin credit for trying. But they did try. The whole point is to get the Suarez. The whole point now, is get the Hader. No, but the whole point is once you got this, once you got the Suarez with a lead, he's got to do his job. Once the lead's gone, I would have gone to the bullpen immediately. And you I, could also argue keeping Darvish for an extra batter or till a man reaches in the eighth inning. But I don't know how many managers, maybe Dave Roberts might would have. Because he went for a four-out save today. So there's managers that would do it. But guess what? The Padres never do it with Josh Hader, ever. Like It's a, it's it's a rare instance. And I know it's just we have to take it. But, like, I don't know, man. There, there's Sometimes 
there is desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm not saying that it needs to happen all the time, but like you're against one run lead against the Dodgers in the eighth inning, two on, two out, lefties yeah. coming up. Like, come on, man, you gotta win this fucking game. Um, why? What, what's why is my take so stupid? What who like, says it's stupid? Ballpark pretzel says, Jim, wake the F up. Look what the Brewers did to Hater in arbitration. Stupid take. Well, you what know, you uh, here, actually, I'm looking this year, though, Jim. He has not recorded more than three outs. Zero times. So it's like they're, I mean, I don't even know if it's an option. Well, then that speaks to a bigger problem and a bigger issue. And Maybe. what are you talking about, ballpark pretzel? I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, what take? Because I want, I, I, want hater in for a four out save oh my god yeah, you idiot i'm an idiot jim <laughs> jesus um what they did to him i mean here's the thing i'm not worried about what he's going to get as as a free agent or arbitration or getting him hurt i don't think an extra out is going to get him hurt that's not the point but it's like there's a reason they don't do this i don't know what the reason is but i know what the reason is because hater doesn't want to and they're very particular and he's you know back to back to back days has happened one time in two years and he's never recorded more than three outs this year, I, I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I, I don't even know if it's available to Melvin is my point. Like, I don't even know if it's possible. By the way, um, like, they need wins desperately. I don't care what the fuck Manny says, okay? What did Manny say? That they're not desperate for wins. <laughs> like yeah, he, he said that a couple days ago, right? Yeah, like, yelled at AC about it. Um. I just think that uh, there needs to be sometimes a switch that happens because you can't always go by the book. Yeah, it's fair. I agree with you. I'm just like, if we're putting that on Melvin, that might be reasonable or like Ruben Niebla might be, or AJ Preller, the organization might be like, he pitches clean innings. He starts an inning or he doesn't pitch. I, I just don't know if he hasn't done that this year. Well, then that goes to the bigger issue is that, you have a guy on your team that is not going to go more than an inning and he's your closer. And this guy's asking for a hundred million dollars after this year. Well, you take the good with the bad. He's got a 0.89, you know, I know <laughs> it's like, would but you rather have him going multiple innings with a three? All right. What if Josh Hader was capable and not capable, but what if he accepted that maybe he, what if he had like th- th- four four out saves this year? Three four out saves this year. That would be great. Maybe this team would be a different position. Just saying. Yeah, maybe. Although, I mean, we're going to criticize Hader with his 43 appearances and 0.89 for the reason why they're 54 and 56. I'll criticize him for never, never going more than one inning in three outs. I yeah, will there. But he went three straight days and... I get it. I mean, my I don't know. I just think there's other places to point our criticism. Well, tonight, everything came down to the eighth inning, obviously. But it still remains the team can't score with runners. I mean, the team got a bunch of players on and they couldn't score. Um, and that was the game. Darvish pitched great. Um, but... Yeah, no, that the eight, game was the eight, right? The, I mean, the, that eighth inning was. The eighth inning. I know, and that was it. And yeah, I think you look at the decisions made by Bob. Um, there's no question he takes blame for the, he takes some of the blame for tonight's loss. No question. Like, uh, no, hey, I agree. If if you're not putting blame on Bob Melvin for tonight's loss, then 
I don't know what you're talking about. But but again, I, I also don't know like if he's got literally the ability to go to Josh Hader wasn't even up. I know is that that's that is him. Is that, that is because... the bigger issue and the bigger problem? That By is, the way, let me get to a couple of supers here yeah. that we haven't recognized. Murray, thanks. He says, I'll have to go through all the games, and that is time-consuming, John, but I will do my best to give the stats. Earlier he had said, the Padres have 21 blown saves or holds this year, and I said, well, how does that compare to other teams? Murray, don't worry about it. I was just looking for the perspective. Robert, thank you again. He says, salty, but haters should have gone the four outs to end, which is kind of what Jim is saying. And then, John, thank you. He says, how is Niebla able to get – more out of Hater than Melvin. The able was able to get Hater to go three days in a row. It wasn't Melvin, LOL. Remember that? I do, but again, that doesn't really change. This is the problem with being critical of in-game decisions of managers, and I'll raise my hand and say I'm very critical of Bob Melvin occasionally with in-game decision-making when it goes wrong, but I don't even know what's available to him. He's like, got everybody. No, no, but but it's been – what I'm saying is I don't know if, it's a, if Josh Hater is available to him in the eighth inning. They've obviously had this conversation. There's got to be a reason why it never happens. You think it's because of Bob Melvin or because someone's talked about it? No, I think it's because someone talked about it, and you're right. He's, he's probably not even available for him, and it sucks. It, it sucks. Does. I mean, because yeah. like you, you want you want guys to like when you need wins desperately to like kind of push it, you know, like to go out there and yeah. Give you an extra hour. Coming off give, an off day. Coming off an off day. Give it's against the Dodgers. Like give you an extra inning. And that is disappointing if hater there's like this, you know, never going more than three outs type of thing in the regular season, which sucks. I know. It's I mean, but if the first two are on in the inning, you gotta ask yourself this, right? Like if the first two are on in the inning and hater doesn't get up, then I don't know if Hader can pitch in that spot, but but I, that's a question that someone's got to ask Bob Melvin. The second, like, if you see this, okay, you get two on, or the first on. I I'm looking at the lineup, okay, and, that, and I'm thinking to myself, if it gets to X, if it gets to X guy, I'm getting. No, that is not. It didn't happen. But like, what I wish would have happened mm-hmm. is, okay, you get to X guy. I'm getting Hater up just in case. Then, if this guy gets to the plate, Hater's coming in to face him. And that won't happen, and it didn't happen. And that's unfortunate because you're in a situation where things like that, that think that thought process of like, I need to make sure that the save happens now and that we get out of this inning and we do not allow them to tie it up or take the lead. And that didn't happen tonight. And, and Padres blogger, thanks for hanging out, by the way. A huge resource for Padres fans. I, and I said this, Roberts went for a four-out save. Roberts went to Joe Kelly with two outs in the fourth inning. I know. Roberts treats the – and that's, by the way, who Dave – that's how the Dodgers manage games. It's at least how Dave Roberts manages as a member of the Dodgers organization. They, they are very matchup oriented. Organizationally, they used six pitchers tonight. It basically became a bullpen game. But they won the game, and that's the way they typically play. It can backfire. I've watched it backfire on Dave Roberts, including last year in the postseason. Yep. But tonight it worked out beautifully, and he gets the credit, and Melvin gets the blame. And that's why I, before Jim jumped on, I said, listen, a one manager outmanaged the other, I think is a fair criticism here tonight. He but I go back to my, my point here on Melvin, because people are like, you're not hard enough on Melvin. 
Melvin's not going to be managing in 2024 in San Diego, in all likelihood. If they miss the postseason, he's not managing. If they make the postseason and don't win around, he's probably not managing. It's but they're he's not getting fired. You're past the trade deadline. They're a 500 team. This is your 52 guy. games left, and he's the manager. So we can be critical, but I I don't. Other than being critical, I don't know what you're asking me to say. You know, he's the worst manager in baseball history. I mean, I don't feel that way, so I'm not going to say it. He's first off. The hater thing, that is a handcuff. He he can't. It's got to be a handcuff. It has to be. Has to be. Um, but with that being said, you can still make other moves and react a little mm-hmm. faster than he does. And that's always been Bob Melvin's, at least in his time with the Padres uniform. I don't know everything that happened in Oakland or Arizona or Seattle before that. But like in his time in San, in San, in San Diego, he's been slow to make moves. Like he, mm-hmm. it feel, there's been a lot of times where we have said batter too late. Now he's made some moves that has worked, but the majority of time and the percentage that fail fails him is kind of alarming. And it happened again tonight. You know, like the second that Suarez gave up that double, gotta yank him, man. I'm sorry, it's it's over. Don't give him another batter. You have two guys up in the pen ready to go. Mm-hmm. You, you, by the way, it's not just like you had Cosgrove up. You had Cosgrove and Barlow up. So you had a matchup thing there, you know? And yep. to not pull him after he gives up that double, that was that was bad. That was that was bad. Yeah. It, again, not very reactionary or, or too passive for the moment. Um, Robert, thank you for the super chat. He says, uh, Choi scored twice. I think he will be clutch for us. He walked twice. In this game, I thought Garrett Cooper, I said it earlier, hit a ball well. There was a great play yeah. at second by the Dodgers. But, sure. yeah, Choi was fine, and Cooper was fine, and hopefully those are upgrades and values. Choi, Choi gives you good at-bats, man. Which is and exactly like gave, what you want. Yeah, and um, I, I know it's probably not been talked about a lot tonight, but, again, Hassan Kim is amazing. Um, just want to throw it out there. Murray, our uh, our thoughts are with your family, right? Murray had let us know, um, yes, about cancer and his family. He says, we lost him. Little advice. Cherish what you have because oh. you never know when it's gone. Thanks for being so supportive, taking a little time off. See you soon. God bless my friends. We're sorry to hear that, Murray. We really yeah. are. Sorry, Murray. That's uh, that's the worst, man. I prayers to your, you and your family. And don't worry, dude, don't worry about us. Like, we'll be here for you. Um, but... Oh, man. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Very sorry to hear that, Murray. And you didn't need to contribute to the Super to let our viewers know that. But, yeah, thinking about you and your family during a, a difficult time. So sorry to hear that. Very sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we've kind of broken this thing down, and it's an important couple of days, obviously. Um, you, you know, the ne- winning two of the next three would go a long way as opposed to losing two of the next three, which points you in the wrong direction. So, you know, you lose game one, okay. You don't have Musgrove saving you at any point in the next three games. You do have Blake Snell. Um, you do have Rich Hill. We'll see. So, I mean, winning two out of the next three, you know, would be of pretty good value, I would say, for the Padres at this point. Yeah, man. It's, uh, yeah. But like we said, What's the team going to do when they have another two-game losing streak? 
Well, exactly. How are they going to respond? Can they deal with that adversity? And, well, you know, assuming they have another two-game losing streak, and hopefully it doesn't happen, hopefully they win tomorrow. We can worry about that another time. But, And I said it would be magnified if it happened against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go out and lose tomorrow night, who's pitching tomorrow, TBD? I believe it is uh, – is it Snell? I thought Snell was Sunday. No, Rich Hill Sunday. Oh. Lugo's Monday. Okay. Okay, then I feel good. Seriously, yeah. I know. I know. It's been good against the Dodgers too. And tonight wasn't like this disastrous no. night for the Padres because everyone lost in front of you, so you you technically lost no ground. Exactly, it's, you just lost a day. It's just one of those golden opportunities that you missed out on again to not only get the back to five hundred, but shave off another game to be three back instead of remain at four back. So it's not the end of the world. I mean, a disastrous night would be if you have a three two lead. Everybody in front of you gets a win, and you lose. You lose, oh, and yeah. then not only does you have a crushing loss, but you lose a game in the standings, and now you're five back. So, with that being said, there, I guess you can take some positive out of it. I get, yeah, I don't know, man. No, it's it's not the worst thing. I mean, the only thing that's happened is you're one day closer to the end of your season, and you're the team trailing. So you you know you're the team that has work to do. But yeah. 52 games is clearly enough time. I've said it as recently as this week, they could be in playoff position in mid August four games. If they go something like 10 and two over the next 12 games, Um, James, thank you for the super. He says at least hater is fresh for tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, he'll be ready to go. Only the ninth inning, but you know who won't be fresh for tomorrow and you will not see anywhere near like the ballpark is. Yeah. He's Robert Suarez. Unfortunately, through 33 pitches, hopefully he's available Sunday for Sunday night baseball. Thank you, James. Um, Guys, if you are here, if you're looking for a place to play fantasy sports, the place to play is with our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Huge supporters um, here on the wrap-up show, underdogfantasy.com. If you use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. You can use promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P for a 100% deposit match up to $100. You don't have to deposit $100. It can start... It's just a $10 deposit to get that match. They have drafts going on right now across all sports, including Major League Baseball, starting at just $3 per draft, and you can win. And after you draft, they take care of everything else. It's the best and easiest place to play. There are no waivers. There are no trades. And you can do daily drafts right now. You can also do daily pickums as simple as choosing higher or lower. And if you get two right, you can win, and you can choose up to five. And again, you can play right now at underdogfantasy.com. For example, tomorrow in Padres-Dodgers, we have... Jeez, more. Um, Oh, here we go. Like Blake Snell, will he have... Ooh, 16 and a half pitching outs, Jim. Will he work five and two-thirds tomorrow or not i'll say i'll say yes higher okay higher means yeah if he gets to five and two-thirds that that is a higher um and then outside of that because it's snell i mean i'll go with a lower on i'll go with lower than eight and a half fantasy points on bets okay and then all of a sudden 20 dollar wager pays 60 bucks so underdogfancy.com Promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-E-P and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. All right, Jim, you made it back. All right. I hope you had a good night. I did. We'll figure. <laughs> Hopefully Sunday it's uh, talking about two straight wins. 
Yes, we'll be back Sunday night, uh, roughly. What time's the game? Is it four? Roughly nine thirty yeah. when we do the wrap up show. Typically, roughly nine thirty on Sunday night, and then of course back Monday as well, following the series finale between the Padres and the Dodgers. If you are here, please subscribe, smash the like button. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. Thank you for the super thanks. If you are watching this on replay, we'll give you a shout out in our next video. If you contribute with the super thanks. Thanks to our partners, Mark Nimitz and Farmers Insurance. Whatever your insurance need is, Mark is our title sponsor. He can save you money. Click the link in the description down below. He's a San Diego. And, of course, our friend Will at Aura. If you're looking to get healthier, go to ORA.organic or click the link in the description down below. If you're looking to play fantasy sports, the best and easiest place to play is at underdogfantasy.com and use promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. You can also click the link in the description down below. Dodgers win game one, 10-5. We'll be back Sunday night right here in the wrap-up show. Peace. Peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.